Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc absolute sports betting degeneracy Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday, so that means we're talking UFC with James. What is going on, James? Uh, I'm going very well, thank you, mate. Obviously, last weekend we had a bit of a uh, bumpy stint with the predictions, but we're back again to talk about arguably one of the biggest cars of the year. How are you doing, Arch? Yeah, I wasn't going to bring up, it was a little bumpy. I, you still turned to profit, it was a little bumpy. I wasn't going to poke you in the eye and laugh. Uh, if you'll pardon the pun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, bring it up, yeah. bring it up. I know you want to bring up the eye poke. No, no. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just sort of. I'd probably say it was in control. I mean, it, it happens. I mean, it did sort of affect yeah. DC's approach, but I mean. Uh, you got to give props to Mia Chichat. The whole fight just looks absolutely incredible, and yeah. you know, he thoroughly deserves the championship. You know, UFC heavyweight goat status. Yeah, no, yeah. Just don't bet on senior citizens anymore, James. That's that's the, the takeaway. <laughs> yeah, no, you've got me there. I mean, I'll probably have to back the more young guys for saying that. Mitchich, he's not. He's getting on a bit himself. He turns thirty-eight yesterday, I think. Right, right. But when DC floats the idea of retirement. You got to yeah, re- if, okay. if you're talking retirement, you got to retire. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because you're going to get killed if you're not in hundred yeah. percent. All right, so man, we got a hell of a card this week, don't we? Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. Like, man, I'm literally just stuttering right now with like sheer excitement over this card. 
Christ. We can call it what it is. This is shit. This is, this is a shit <laughs> yeah, card. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, not the best. it's not the finest of cards, but I mean, uh, we can't get a good card every week, can't we? Oh, no, we can't. Well, let's, let's jump into it, man. Let's see if we can't get through this. Uh, so, yeah. first fight, man. Let's do it. Uh, Pedro Munoz versus Frankie Edgar, obviously. It's, it's, it's one of the, obviously, the more weird main events, but don't expect this one to go the, the full distance. I think when you look at Frankie Edgar in his last fight with the Korean Zombie, got finished in the first round. Um, uh, it's, it's no disrespect to Frankie, but he's obviously, he's way past his peak now. He's, he's had his day. He was former champion. He's 23 and 8. So, I, I just don't see him... Um, really doing well competing in the bantamweight division he's, he's like I say he's 38 he's getting on a bit I just think he's uh, he mentally you know you've got to respect him he's very keen to sort of win the title at bantamweight but you look mm-hmm. at how stacked and like how you know packed it is right now there's just no there's no way I don't see it. Uh, I see him getting the sort of title shot anytime soon but you look at Munoz um, he, again himself He's not a devastating striker, but he just, you know, he's got a couple of KO. I think he has like four KO Sasuke victories uh, under his belt. But he did obviously have a need less than a round to dispatch Cody Garbrandt. Which, and so you could coming into this fight, he was sort of fancy his chances of taking Edgar out here. I mean, I don't think he'll fear the sort of the striking approach from Edgar. I think that will sort of give him the confidence to sort of deliver hard hits early on <laughs> with regards to Munoz and I think with Edgar he, he is going to press forward and I think that sort of could they, that might play into Munoz's hands uh, on Saturday night I think like I said Edgar's very keen but he can be a bit consciousness and he's a bit uh, cautious and a bit <laughs> there's some aspects of his game you look at him now at 38 there's things and aspects of his game where he shouldn't do but come 10 years ago he wouldn't have done that but I think he's getting on a bit now mm-hmm. so I'm, I'd love to back Edgar on this one you know he's a legend of the game but Munoz I mean uh, you know it's his He's, he's a well-established bantamweight. And I think with Edgar, maybe his mentality as well. If I'm dropping down an extra 15 pounds, I'm obviously going to be one of the bigger guys in the division. I could finish anyone, which is, which is not going to be the case. In his prime, this probably would have been a one-sided affair in the favour of uh, Edgar, but I'm leaning towards Munoz in this one. Uh, I'm probably going to... I don't I think this will go the full distance. I think someone will get the early finish. Like I said, it'll probably be Munoz. I'm going to go by a second round TK. Second round TKO. Let's see here. Yeah, Pedro opened up minus two twenty five and then just jumped up to minus two fifty six. That looks mm-hmm. like everyone's. Uh, Frankie opened up plus one eighty nine. He's plus two twelve now. So pretty hefty underdog. Yeah, Frankie's looking at. Uh, so what? If I read you correctly, you're telling Frankie don't punch Pedro. It's just just gonna make him angry. Just <laughs> don't even try. Uh, pa- yeah. Yeah. Pedro to win by a TKO, TKO or submission. It's minus 110. So mm. e- even then you're not getting a plus line. So it looks like Vegas is on, you know, thinking early finish in the second. Hey, we're getting plus 500. If it go if you finishes in the second for Pedro, mm. that's not bad. I'm going to have, I, I, I can't disagree with you. I got to follow. Yeah, I mean, I can see this one going the early finish, but I, I just don't know. I was leaning towards the first round, but I don't know. I think Edgar's just a bit weird in terms of his approach now, and I just I don't see him winning at all. No, I don't see. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Just look at this stats. It just looks it just looks ugly. 
Yeah. All right. Next up. We, we got we a, still- another, another name here who's probably past his prime, huh? Yeah, well, uh, over at St. Prue versus Alonso Minefield, obviously. Alonso's. Uh, he's two and one in the UFC. He's coming off of the first loss of his career against Devin Clark by a decision at UFC 250. But you look at Ovin St. Prue, I mean, like you said, yeah, you're correct in the fact that he's getting sort of towards the end of his career. I think he's 37. Lost in his last outing to um, Ben Rothwell, I believe, and that was at heavyweight. So he's back down to 205 this weekend. And it's it's a tough one, obviously. You look at both OSPs, you know, he's established his uh, infamous choke over in recent years. And Minefield, you know, he's not, he doesn't like to take the fight to the floor and a lot of his fights have come by finish. He's a hard hitter himself. He's, I know he's, he's, he's in his early 30s, but he's a bit of a prospect when you look at his record and he believes that if he gets a big win over OSP, that'll sort of put himself in contention for a, a top 10, maybe a top 15 rank guy. You look at OSP, he's more of like a gatekeeper to the sort of the top 15, top 10 contenders. So it's, it's a big win. I think with Minefield, if, if he's going to get the job done, it has to be early because with... OSP he likes to he, he does absorb a lot of shots early on and if he can absorb it'll be dangerous to absorb a lot of shots early on from a guy like Alonso who does have the ability to sort of t- um, finish the fight whenever and I think with OSP he's uh, I don't know I, it's a tough one I think if Alonso gasses out early on and doesn't get the fight finished in the first round early second I think we'll see OSP sort of the experience will come into fruition and he'll take control of the fight and on the floor or even standing he'll just be able to sort of take Alonso shots as he tires because he does have that tendency when you look at his last fight to sort of tire as as a fight goes on and I don't know I think this one goes to the distance I'm seeing I'm going to go OSP via a decision there Mm. Nice. OSP by decision. This one's much closer. OSP opened yeah, yeah. up plus 116. Alonzo opened up minus 133. And then it's, it's just shifted a few cents. So Alonzo's mm. minus 129 now. So he got four cents better. OSP got three cents worse. He's at plus 113 now. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. This is, this is probably one of the closer cards or one of the closer car, uh, fights on the card. Say, Let's look at what you're getting mm. for OSP for decision. Plus 400. Like that. That's a, nice, that's a nice little payday. OSP goes the distance. Yeah. Plus 400. Um, I like it. I think if there's an underdog has a real chance, it's probably OSP. 100%. So, again, I got to follow you again. And it's not very interesting. I'm, I keep following you. Yeah, no. What, what is it? What's, what's wrong with you today? Well, <laughs> you're, you're backing me. Oh, never thought I'd do this. Right, right, right. Oh <laughs> man. So, but no, I think you're right. I think there's enough value there to warrant a you know, plus one thirteen. You know, take a shot on him and see what happens. Mm. Plus that the decision plus four hundred. Why not? Mm. All right. Next up, what do we got? Uh, we've got Mike Rodriguez versus Mark uh, Pacino at uh, two hundred five as well, and. Uh, going into this one, I think uh, when you look at it on paper, I think like this sort of this sort of matchup favors uh, Mike. In my opinion, I think he's coming in with it. Although Myerson does have a couple of a few advantages, sort of in his arsenal, and he's got a lot of tools to sort of damage a guy like Mike. He's he's a very tall, like heavyweight, and he, he's a big, like weight, uh, like heavyweight as well. And I think 
He's, he's, he comes off a. He, he does sort of in terms of his reach and his striking. He does have a great reach going forward, and he's a striker that sort of holds that orthodox stance. And the sort of downside for Martin is he's not in the best of forms recently. He's at three two, and he's just uh, those wins were via decision and. <laughs> It's, it's a tough one to back him right now. He's not in the finest of forms, but whereas if you look at Mike, he's heading into the bout. Although I do say Marson's the taller fighter in terms of the, he's a big light heavyweight. I've just looked at Mike's actually even taller, well, by an inch. But um, I think Marson has that great reach, but as does Mike. It's, it's a tough one to call. I think both fighters have similar record. I think with Rodriguez, he has that southpaw stance and he's a decent striker himself as well. And I'm, I'm liking the look, likes of Mike. And the, there's a bit of, um, there's, there's a little bit of hype between Mike's name a bit. There's a couple of people that are interested to see how well he does. And I think uh, going into this one, I think Mike has all the ability to sort of absorb Martin's sort of shots early on and with that case I think it gives him uh, Mike an opportunity to sort of pick him apart towards the end of the first round and I think we might see a I'm going to go for a second round TK in the favour of Mike Rodriguez oh wow okay I thought I was I was sure you were going decision no no yeah just and I can't really find a whole lot on Marson right now mm. I was just looking through some of his stats it's been a while since he fought hasn't it been it's been a little while uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So let's take a look. Let's break this down. So uh Mike opened up minus two twenty six. He is minus two twenty six now. Marson opened up plus one ninety, he's plus one ninety now too. Uh Mike Rodriguez by KO minus one fifty. Ooh boy. Boy, that looks like it's pretty clear. That's that's what Vegas thinks is gonna happen. <laughs> uh in the second, it's okay, let's it's plus one forty in the first, and then it shoots up to five hundred in the second. I like that. Looks like people are, are expecting an early, early finish in the first. But if Yeah, hundred percent. I think uh, it's got all the ingredients of one of the fights to sort of finish the fight early on, but um I think the first round will just be a case of them getting to know each other and obviously in in, in with regards to that they're not gonna they're gonna be cautious in their approach. They're not gonna sort of look for the early finish. If if it's there, they'll take it. But yeah, I think the first five minutes will just sort of be a feeling out process for both of them. I hope you're right, man. <laughs> I can't I can't back I can't back. Listen, I just can't. I'll just look I just found some of his stats. Gotta follow you again, man. Jeez, let's do it. Let's get paid. Yeah, we've got we've got to have some sort of disagreement at some point. <laughs> it won't be the next fight. Really? I don't think so. What's the next fight you've got on on the card? Uh, I've got Daniel Rodriguez versus. Oh, okay. Takashi Seto. Okay, so maybe, maybe, probably not, but maybe. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say it straight up here. I've obviously got a Daniel Rodriguez via second round TKO. I don't know what you've got. Oh, second round TKO. It sure looks like Rodriguez is going to Man. Yeah. I just can't. I can't find a way. Takashi Sato wins this fight. No, I think this is obviously, it's a similar to the, the, the previous fight we just talked about. Obviously, it's got all the ingredients of being a, a reasonably, it's going to go uh, inside the distance. I don't think we'll see a, a decision victory in this one. I think Rodriguez, he's, he picks up, he's got a very good, uh, reach advantage over Takashi and I think he's got a good record he's 12-1 and one. I think heading into this bout obviously he's similar in terms of his approach he's a hard hitter himself he stands at a southpaw stance and 
uh, he's, with regards to his fighting style, I think it benefits him. It gets a guy like Takashi. I think Ms. Sato, I, I, he gives up a, a reasonably, he's, he's five foot ten. He's got a couple of, uh, Daniel's got a couple of inches over Sato. So it's going to be an interesting one with this one. I think his disadvantage is he doesn't have that sort of, the, the great sort of reach in terms of the, um, the striking department. I think he's come, he's a similar sort of approach as well in terms of striking. He holds a southpaw stance, but um, in terms of who's the best striker, I would sort of lean towards Daniel on this one. I think he tends to land a lot of significant shots per minute. He throws a lot and he lands a lot of uh, clean strikes. And if he, you know, he, he, we might even see a, early finish for um, Daniel Rodriguez but yeah I think predominantly the, the favourite ball and the best strike in this one is Daniel Rodriguez and I'm not I, it's tough to back Takashi in this one he's, he's, he absorbs a lot of shots but uh, he's not known for his grappling game and Daniel's got a bit in his tool a bit in that department but um, yeah he, he does absorb a lot of strikes and you know once Daniel connects I think it will be a tough night at the office for Takashi <laughs> and you got him in the second Daniel went in the second yeah Okay, so oh, it's, uh, it's minus one eighty one for Rodriguez, plus one fifty five for for uh, Takashi Soto. That's where it is. That's where it opened. He's a pretty pretty good favorite. Two wind in the second. We're getting uh, let's see, Rodriguez plus one plus one sixty two in the fight early. In the <laughs> second, plus seven hundred. That's that's not bad at all, man. Got to follow you again. I don't know that we're going to disagree on any fight tonight or this weekend. No, I know. I mean, it's just not the the most entertaining of of cards, isn't it? I just when you look at it on paper. Obviously, if I do give a a prediction, I think nine times out of ten, not only are you going to agree, but the majority of the MMA fans out there are going to agree. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what's up next? Oh, this is honestly, uh, I think this is the feature bout on the prelims. Um, Mariah Agapova versus Shannon Dobson. Uh, again, this is going to be a one sided affair. I mean, this this is, um, this is embarrassing for you. So you've got to feel sorry for Shannon on this one. She has not won, she's not won a fight since 2017. I think that was back in the. Uh, Tough the, the ultimate fighter final. Uh, she lost to Lauren Muller and Sabina Mazo in her last fight in uh, February, I believe it was. She lost to Cachoeira by a first round TKO. So all the signs are sort of pointing towards Murai in this one. I think she she holds. She's a very 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 good. She's got a lot of hype behind her name. She put that sort of unsuccessful contender series appearance behind her with, with an impressive streak at Invicta. And she she loves to drop her opponents in terms of she loves to catch her opponents very early on clean and she not I think she's knocked out her last three opponents and submitted four others so she's she's got a very versatile approach she can strike and she can stand up with you but she can also take the fight to the floor and sort of get the fight done that way by submission but. Um, <sighs> Uh, it's, you, you've got to respect the UFC in a way for sort of taking things slow. She is very clearly talented, full of potential. I think she's only 23 as well. So you've got to take it one step at a time. And, you know, <laughs> when you look at it on paper, Sean is sort of a perfect matchup for her. And when you look at this fight, I think all the sort of signs are pointing towards her on this one. And I think she will get it done via a second round TKO. I think she'll be too aggressive in her approach over Shona. All right. So. <laughs> the line in this one opened up 
Agapova minus eight seventy five. Oh my Jesus! It's minus fifteen hundred now. You have to win fifteen hundred dollars to win one hundred dollars. It's incredibly one sided. hundred uh, percent. Oh my god! Like, yeah, it looks like it's going to just be a massacre. Yeah, he got feel sorry for Maria's opponent. Yeah. All right. <laughs> for Agapova to uh, TKO KO submission minus three fifty. Mm. Man, that's heavy. That is a heavy. Uh, for it to go decision, plus 375. There's that. Uh, Agapova to win in the second, plus 375. It's minus 110 to end in the first. Ooh, boy. Yeah, I said we're not necessarily going to disagree, but I might lay off this fight entirely. <laughs> not, not even yeah. put money up, because it's, it's going to be one-sided. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and if it ends in the if it ends in the first, we're not going to make money. We'll, mm. we'll just break even. You know, if we lay if we lay the three fifty, or her to end the fight early, and it ends in the first, yeah, we're just going to break even. It's it you this one, James. You absolutely have to hit on the nose to make money here. Yeah. So you you confident in that second round? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try my best. Uh, so we're going to okay. go for the second round. All right. <laughs> all right. I don't, right. I don't blame you for missing out on this one. It's just not a great matchup on paper. It's just sort of one-sided. Yeah. It's risk versus reward, and I'm not sure the reward is necessarily there. <laughs> no, 100%. All right. What's up next? Uh, Austin Hubbard versus Joe Selecki. Yes. Um, this is, this is, I'm, I'm liking – I'm favoring Joe on this one. I think with Austin, he's sort of – He's faced a lot of uh, hard opponents for you when you look at the likes of uh, David Ramos and Mark Madison. Um, but he's got a he's he's come up top and he's come up clutch for some against some of these guys and he picked up a a, a big win over a guy against Max Washoff a couple of months ago. But um, obviously, I don't know. Well, I probably butchered that name, Roscoff. But I don't know if you heard about Max. That was the fight where he literally was in his corner after the second round, literally said, I quit, I quit, I quit. That was against Austin Hubbard, oh. I think. Yeah, and that was his UFC debut for Max. And it's not necessarily a sign as to where Austin's at. I think originally at the top of my head, yeah, it was supposed to be these two guys, Austin and Joe Slecky, fighting. But unfortunately, Joe had to pull out. I think he was ill. I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, Joe, and he's. Very, very keen. He's very confident and he, he, he does favour his chances against a guy like Austin. And with Joe Slecky, you know what you're going to get from him. With Austin, he's a he's a bit of a, a striker, but the, the, his best bet in this fight is to sort of wear Slecky Joe down early on and sort of be persistent in his striking. He does have the edge in that approach, but when you look at Joe, there's a clear path to victory in this one. And I think it's his sort of ground game. Six out of his nine wins professionally have come via submission with Joe. And I think his best bet for this fight is to sort of take the fight to the floor and just sort of frustrate Austin throughout the whole 15 minutes. And I really do fancy Joe's chances on this one. I just, I think, I don't think Austin has to sort of, you know, to take down defence to sort of last and keep the fight standing over against a guy like Joe Slack, who's got a hard Brazilian jiu-jitsu background and I think it'll be a long night for Austin Hubbard so I'm going to go for a Joe Selecki via unanimous decision in this one Animus, okay uh, let's see, Austin opened up plus 120 Joe opened up minus 138 Austin is now plus 113, Joe's minus 129 
So it's a little bit of a shift, about a seven cent shift in Austin's favor is moving a little bit away from Joe. Just a, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, are taking decision. Joe, plus 140. And that looks like to be the most likely scenario. Joe to win by an early stoppage is plus 350. Plus 140 mm. for the decision. So Not bad. Not bad. I think this is going to be another close, closer fight. I think, I think you're right. It probably will go decision. These guys look pretty evenly matched. Hmm. I haven't disagreed with you yet, so let's do it. I'm going to bet Austin Hubbard to win. To win. I'll take a, deci- I'll take a decision there, too. Take a decision for us. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. You know, got, we've got disagree at some point, haven't we? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet decision here, but um, yeah, this is, a, this is a good one. This actually could be one of the better fights of the night. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one just based on the fact that obviously I've, I've interviewed Joe recently yeah. and he's gutted that he, he didn't get the chance to fight in um, June against Austin, but he's very motivated now to sort of get that behind him and hopefully he will pick up the win against Austin You know, and that will set him up for his uh, fatherhood next month. He's having a, a child, I believe, in September, so oh, well, that'll cool. be a nice win. And then also to have a child next month would be good for him. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome for him. Not bad two months. No, not a bad. It's, it's too bad he's going to lose and have to have that old hanging over his head. But other than that, yeah. it's a good. <laughs> All right, man. What else we got? Uh, next up, I believe we've got Dwight Grant versus Jared uh, Gooden in the World Sweat Division. I think with this one, he picks up, uh, when you're looking at Dwight Grant, he picked up a an, an impressive sort of knockout win in uh, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series back in the day in 2018, which sort of earned him a contract with the UFC. His first fight was in December in 2018 against Zach Ottawa. Uh, also, he lost for a, a decision, I believe, and that was his first loss since 2011, I believe. Uh, since then, he's on a two-fight winning streak, uh, defeating Carlo Pudsoli uh, Jr. and most recently Alan Jubon via a split decision. I think that one was controversial. I remember that one being a, a sort of a weird decision. I think a lot of uh, there's a fair few that favoured in favour of uh, Alan Jubon here. But when you look at it on paper, I think Jared he's got a lot of experience behind his name, seventeen and four. Um <laughs> It's a bit of a tough one recently. He's been on a, a sort of a, a mixed sort of run, to say the least. He had a good couple of spells uh, with the UFC. He was on a good streak, and then he's picked up a. I believe he's uh, one and two in his last three fights. I uh, know, sorry, he's, he's, he's one and two in his previous fights. He's gone back onto the uh, winning streak recently, whereby he picked up a win over Trent McCown via a second round TKO, I believe. And this, I think at the top of my head, he's making his UFC debut. So there's 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 a bit of a name behind um, Dwight and this, um, Jared in this one. I'm looking forward to seeing how he fares. He's 26. Um, he's put a couple of the defeats behind him. He's got a he's fair play to the UFC. I mean, he's got a bit of hype behind his name, and they didn't get him on early on. They wanted to sort of see how he'd fare across various other promotions. But he's impressed recently after a sort of a touchy spell and you know it'd be interesting to see how he deals against a guy like Dwight uh, Grant and I think this one I don't know I mean although I want to sort of bet uh, in favour of Jared in this one I'm probably going to lean towards Dwight in this one I think with Gooden that there is 
a path for him to win in terms of his striking and I think there's there's flaws in his game and his movement and he does have the tendency to get hit and I think with Dwight he would be able to catch a guy like Jared and back him up against fight and sort of look for the finish there and I think with Dwight his best bet is just to sort of let his hands go and sort of force good and back and just literally finish him up against the cage and within the first few minutes and, and that sort of aspect I'm going to go for Dwight Grant victory by the first round DK. Now, Dwight was supposed to fight Kalen Bourne, right? Mm. And Kalen got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Right. And so Jared's stepping in on like stupidly short notice, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have a line for that one yet. Vegas has not set a line for this matchup yet. So we'll have to keep an eye on that and see. But uh, Yeah, and, and obviously you know my thoughts on fighters taking the fight short oh, yeah. notice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Usually ends poorly for them. Yeah. <laughs> so keep an eye on that. I don't have any lines. I don't have anything to tell you. Just keep an eye on that. Look, keep an eye out for Dwight first. That's it for that one. <laughs> I got no predictions, yeah. man. Until, no, no. I, until I see how much I got to lay down uh, money wise, <laughs> I'm not touching a, a fight. Yeah, no, don't blame me at all. <laughs> what else we got here? Uh, we've got a couple of fights left. So yeah. We've just got about three. Um, next up, we've got. Uh, EK, uh, Christ, probably going to bitch this one. Villain Knight, Villain Wave. Oh, probably bitch that one versus Jorge Gonzalez. I'll just call him EK. Hold on. Cancelled. Uh, it's listed here. As oh, can- it? It's listed here as cancelled on my, on my uh, sports book. When you spoke, I'll, I'll double check that one now. Is it still? So I was actually, yeah. Is it still cancelled? Yeah, no, I'm literally not sure. I haven't got anything here. I think. No, I, I genuinely don't know. I'm looking here. I can't find a line. It's listed as cancelled. So, let's see. We can, we can search real quick. This is Jorge Gonzalez. Hmm, I'm not seeing much news about this one, but it's listed here. No, neither. Cancelled. Well, we can break it down. We- yeah, let's break it down anyway, just in case. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, UK is a former middleweight. He's just got such an abysmal record. He's 16 and 10. But he, he has the tendency to um, uh, finish a fight early in terms of his sort of heavy, hard hit hands. And I don't know. It's, it's going to be a tough. He moved up uh, to 265 on his heavyweight debut against Chase Sherman, lost via TKO, uh, well, knockout. And uh, it's, he's dropping back down to 205. And oh, 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 O'Hayes. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Jordan Wright. Ike Villanueva versus Jordan Wright. Just saw this get posted. Oh, is this just now? Is it? That's what I'm seeing now. It just got posted. Only one sports book has it listed. Ike Villanueva versus Jordan Wright. Jordan Wright. Yeah. Wow, look at that, man. Oh. <laughs> Chicken change, yeah, very- man. Yeah, very you glide there, mate. Um, oh, this this is it's going to be a tough one. Then I think if, if, that fight, if you're right it. and the fight does go through, um, you look at Jordan Wright. He, I'm just looking at him now. He's yeah. 28 and he's 10 and 0. So, and he's fighting out of the Jackson Week Academy. Obviously, you look at those names with the John Joneses. Mm. I, I don't know. I mean. Uh, it's it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a, an interesting one. I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's a, certainly a risky one to step up and short notice to fight a guy like Villain Waver, who I know doesn't have the best of records, but yeah, I, th- I think we will see uh, Villain Waver get 
sort of the win here. I think even though uh, Wright's 10 and 0, that's just, I don't see him getting the victory. You never know, he could surprise us. Yeah. There, there is a bit of hype behind his name, and Jackson Week, from the looks of what I'm seeing right now, they've. There is some hype behind the name, and he's certainly one for the future in their books, anyway, at middleweight. But I think he'll probably step up to like heavyweight in this one. So I'm, <laughs> until I know a bit more about this one, I'll probably give it till Friday. But as of right now, I'm probably going to go for a villain away the win. I don't, okay. I don't know how. I'll, I'm I'll probably gonna, go first round. To I'm, go. Not gonna, I'm not going to hold you to anything. This is just like yeah. Yeah, it's like two seconds. We had two seconds to think about it. So yeah, yeah. I, in fact, I I'm not even seeing Jordan Wright on UFC stats. So ooh, okay, no, he's he's making his debut. Oh shit, okay. <laughs> and man, this one sports book that has it listed, I'll tell you this: the one sports book that has it listed, Bet Online, is giving Jordan Wright minus one fifty, Ike Villanueva plus one thirty. Mm. So that is something you want to circle and look at because Ike could be a nice little payout. Yeah, hundred percent. Just, just off the top of your head, I'm not going to hold this one against you. you. Said take Ike in the second. Uh, uh, first. First. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll probably have to get back to drawing board in this one, and then I'll probably, I'll probably have a better understanding by Friday as to how they're both going to approach the fight, and uh, and I want to see the sort of odds a bit yeah, more. Yeah. Because, like you said, it's only just been announced recently, and you know, I don't think even. Of the uh, gambling outlets over in your ends have got much on that one. Not yet, not yet, no. Let's move on to a fight we hope is going to happen. Uh, yeah, Timur Abelaya versus Mark Striegel. Uh, is I'm I'm sort of leaning towards Timur on this one. I'm very much a I'm not big. I'm not overly a big fan of him, but I'm a fan of him. If you know what I mean, like there's yeah. still he still needs to prove a lot. Yeah, with regards to the UFC East Thursday, so he's sort of just coming to the peak of his career. We last saw him against Costa, at, uh, Tiago Costa at uh, GFC 22, and that was obviously, um, he's making his UFC debut. He's avenged his defeat to Chris Gutierrez um, in the WSOF promotion, so you've got to put some respect into his name, you know, it's never easy to sort of avenge your defeat and the only other loss in his career came in 2010 on his debut. So I like, I like the looks of the live in this one. He's got, he's got well-rounded ability. He's very versatile in his approach. And he likes to sort of take the fight to the floor, but he does have the ability to sort of stand and trade. But when you're coming up against a guy like Mark, who initially, He's a bit of a stand-up artist himself, but not. He's improved his striking recently. I think uh, at the start of his career, he wasn't his wrestling was sort of his um, his bread and butter. But he's improved a lot on the the feet, and I think with Valive's sort of offense and his sort of attacking ability uh, in terms of his wrestling and scrambling, I think he will probably get the better of Mark on the floor. So maybe Mark's best bet is to sort of keep the fight standing and see where we go from there. But I'm probably going to back the live you know, uh, decision on this one. They're, they're both similar in terms of their approach, but I'm going to go for a team on this, this one. This doesn't look to be as close as you're even saying. <laughs> no. Uh, Teamer opened up minus 504. He's minus 564 mm. now. So whew, that's a big line. Uh, Mark opened up plus 375. He's plus 410 now. As I said, it looks to be pretty one-sided. Teamer by decision is going to get you minus 150. 
I can't remember you getting this many negative lines in your prop bet. In your prop bets. Jeez. Yeah, I think this just kind of gives us the indication how good this card is or how one-sided some of yeah. these matches. 100%. I mean, you, you usually get plus lines in all your, your side bets here. So, jeez. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, that's t- as of right now, that's testament to how crap the card is. I mean... <laughs> We're, we're, we're favoring the the the, uh, the hard hitters and the, the sort of favourites in this one, and like you said, I'm I'm, I'm predicting, I'm, I'm thinking as to what the others are thinking across the MMA game right now, and yeah, it looks it's like a it. shame, it's a shame, but no, we move. All right, but I, I I have to follow you, even at the minus one fifty, I have to follow you. It looks like to be a one. I don't think we're throwing down too too much one fifty. So that's it. Is that it? Do we hit all the fights? Uh, we might have one more. I think I've got written down. I'm not sure if it's Let's see. still going ahead because I think the opponent, uh, Carlton, might have stepped in on short notice. It was, uh, yeah, he stepped in on short notice yeah. against Matthew Smelsberger. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, we can cover that one quickly if you want. We have lines for the Carlton, Carlton minus fight. Oh, we do? Okay. Um, when you look at this fight, it's... He's not the when you look at Carlton Mine, it's not the hardest man to hit, but I think with Mar, uh, Matthew, he, he can sort of find the ability to sort of go against that and sort of look for the shots early on. But I don't know. I think with Minus, uh, he does sort of have issues in terms of the, from the first round, and he, he does tend to start slow. And I think. When you look at Matthews, he's very aggressive in his approach. And I think he'll be very happy to engage with Minus on the feet and sort of at times take a few shots. But it's going to be an interesting one, to say the least. And you look at uh, Minus, he's 10 and 1. He loves to keep the sort of enclosed distance. and he, he, But however, he is very vulnerable to counters when doing that. So he does have the tendency to go all in. But he's, oh, like I said, he's not the hardest man to hit. And I think Matthew will find ways in which he can hit him. But... When you look at it on paper, I just think Minus is the more sharper, offensive striker in that fight. And I think we will see, I think we'll see this one go the distance. I think we'll see a Carlton Minus ride uh, decision on this one. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Let's see, mine, here's the only thing to give us pause. Minus opened up, <laughs> Minus opened up minus 150. <laughs> he's minus 113 now. So he's gotten 37 cents better. Uh, Matthew yeah. opened up plus one thirty. He's minus one oh one now, so he got thirty one cents worse. I mean, the the indication usually is that means the money is probably coming in on Matthew. Mm. Just a little bit. There's something to keep your eye on, but I do think you're probably right. Look at these stats. I think Carlton minus is the better fighter. I think he could probably take care of business. Uh, Carlton minus. That's all I've got. No prop bets here yet. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Yeah, Carlton minus yeah. is not listed on the on the side bets yet. All, all we've got is just the straight win. So we'll, <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that and figure this out. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, I think that should do it now. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Interesting card this week, man. <laughs> yeah. What well, well, show? I mean, I'm surprised we got through this one. Because obviously, yeah, I've tended to lean towards the favorable fighters in this one, and I think a lot of people will. And yeah, it's such a weird. God, I mean, the the main event on paper is this is it's a tough one. I, I'm not I'm not going to look forward to this one, to say the least. I mean, it's not a great card. So don't expect UFC Deluxe to be tweeting late at night on Saturday. 
Uh, never say never, Arch. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. All right. So they can find you. Oh, at, I was yeah. Yeah. I'm saying they can find you at UFC Deluxe. Sp- yep. Sports Sesh. The Sports Sesh podcast. Yeah, you, you're getting better at this. Yeah. <laughs> you and Mason. You and Mason hanging out, yeah. interviewing fighters, interviewing uh, people related to sports. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you, mate. Yeah, and you're still blogging, of course, over on your website, too. So, Yeah, I know, I'm still blogging, so I'm keeping myself busy. But, yeah, I mean, um, whether I'll be up late on uh, Saturday night, I'm not sure. If, if if it does get to a point where I'm up on Saturday night, it's just I'll probably hit you up and sort of give you a pre-warning. I will be tweeting tonight, oh, so you okay. might want to mute me, but I, I don't know. It's doubtful. I, I might be sleeping at that point. Might, you know, I'll try and watch <laughs> the fights. We'll see if I can stay awake for the fights. <laughs> oh boy yeah interesting card yeah. All right, we're, yeah we're an interesting one but yeah. yeah thanks for having me on again mate. no problem anything else we need to know uh not really I mean like I said it's not the most interesting in the cards unfortunately from the UFC but like I said earlier we can't get an entertaining one every weekend so yeah we go again next weekend I suppose <laughs> Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.